Welcome to this edition of Community Matters Podcast, where we discuss issues important to managing and governing condos, cooperatives, and homeowner associations. My name is Tony Campisi, Executive Director of Community Associations Institutes, Pennsylvania and Delaware Valley Chapter. On May 7, 2018, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf signed House Bill 595 into law. Now known as Act 17 of 2018, the legislation assigns the investigation and mediation of certain complaints regarding Pennsylvania planned communities, cooperatives, and condominiums to the Office of Attorney General's Bureau of Consumer Protection. The legislation also recognizes the importance of dispute resolution procedures within each community association. CAI worked closely with the bill's prime sponsor, State Representative Rosemary Brown, whose 189th legislative district in Monroe and Pike counties in the Poconos region includes a very high concentration of community associations. Representative Brown is my guest today in this podcast, where we'll discuss the reasons behind the bill and what she hopes to accomplish with the legislation. Representative Brown, thank you for joining me today. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Tony. Community Associations Institute and our Legislative Action Committee met with you various times to discuss this legislation and why you felt it was necessary. Can you explain for our listeners what you were hearing from your constituents and why you felt the need to introduce this legislation? Right. So, Tony, as you mentioned, there's a very high concentration of private community associations in the Pocono region, both Monroe County and Pike County. And so uh, we have wonderful communities and wonderful people who live in those communities and board members, volunteers that do a lot of good work. Uh, But a lot of complaints were coming into the office, a variety of complaints. Um, And they could be from, you know, uh, people aren't satisfied with their bylaws in some fashion. Um, It could be something more serious. Um, and, And what happened was, as I started to review the complaints and some of them being sent in, to the Attorney General's office uh, realizing that they really did not have the power to respond. Um, So when we talk about complaints, we have to talk about complaints that are extremely serious, I think, on the rights of residents that live in a private community and also for board members. So as I mentioned, there's a lot of disagreements. Some of them are not as large or, you know, as serious as others and um, they have to be worked out within that private community. But when there are situations that um, seem to be maybe fraudulent or really affect how a community functions in their decision process, um, does it does it take away the rights of the residents and does it also harm the board members um, and the association as a total in getting things done? And so my thought process was to really help out the communities and help out the residents that if there was something on a very serious violation that we could could clean it up faster and and really help people feel good about the community that they live in. So uh, can you share with us what are the major provisions of the bill and the problems that you hope that they will solve? Well, I think one of the, the biggest pieces of the bill that both residents and board members need to understand, it was really written with the fact that mediation is first and with any issue whether it's you know private communities or any problem that we're having in the state mediation and trying to work things through is always the first step and and should be and so the mentality of of board members and residents should be on that mode and that's really how we drafted the bill is to um, mediate first at the local level within your private community and then 
if that was did not work, uh, the resident could then uh, put in a complaint to the Attorney General's office who would then uh, basically mediate again as well. Um, after the mediation, if there was no, um, and obviously mediation is, is not mandated, um, but, but usually it would be in the best interest for both the board members, uh, the associations to agree on mediation um, to try to avoid anything further down the road. Um, but, but then it, they could put a, the residents could put a complaint into the attorney general's office, you know, for the mediation and further investigation. So um, this is really to help board members and residents um, stay away from a private lawsuit, stay away from costs that are associated with lawsuits, and in the end, really look for harmonious and really the living that private communities um, need to offer and should be offering. It it's really should be a benefit to be in the communities. As you know, early on in our negotiations back in 2016, I think it was, when the original le legislation was introduced, CAI was not supportive of the bill. We felt it was very broad and could potentially lead to invasive investigations of every type of complaint, legitimate or otherwise, that could cause serious damage to community associations. And, and a serious concern we had was the ability of communities to recruit volunteer leaders to serve on association boards. We proposed some amendments that narrowed the scope of the bill, and we ultimately were able to support the final legislation. So can you outline which specific complaints or issues can be subject to an investigation by the Attorney General's Office under Act 17? Right. So as we mentioned a little bit earlier, the complaints are so varied. Um, for private communities and for board members that come in from residents. So I've said this several times, this is not about whether you have a blue door or a red door um, or something that how what's in the bylaws, um, but it is more of the processes of, you know, establishing those bylaws or uh, voting of board members, things that really set the stage or set the basis for, you know, the framework of your community that then lead to further decisions down the road. So. Uh, between myself and CAI and the Attorney General's office too, we made the scope of the complaints by, by still making sure that private community is a private community and we don't get too involved where we uh, really need to allow for the flexibility of private communities to be competitive with each other and be able to say what one private community offers over, over another and how they, you know, could be benefits versus another community and why you want to buy in that community versus another community. So we really focused on very uh, serious, more issues that, that can become fraudulent. And those are for voting, for proxies, for quorums, for um, meetings, and for association records. So if there's complaints in regards to those issues, uh, that could be, they could be now subject to going to the further level of after mediation at the private community level. If that did not uh, work out, could go further to the Attorney General's office. And also, um, on a state level, just as a side note, um, besides the reasons I mentioned to keep this narrow with, with CAI working together and with the fact of my mentality of, of uh, the amount of, of involvement that we could have within a private community, the whenever you write legislation, you have to make sure that we call it a fiscal note, and that would be the cost of the state, you know, doing a service. And so it was very important, especially for the state of Pennsylvania, when the financial issues have been very strong, and we 
we have to really watch where our dollars are being spent, that I did not increase the cost of the Attorney General's office in any fashion, uh, and that they could do this response to this and take care of these issues without increasing their staff or increasing their costs. And of course, we uh, at this point there is not a fiscal note to it, but of course it's something we will be watching, um, that if, you know, the complaints or something, you know, kind of spurs within the Attorney General's office, but that was a very important piece. So we had a lot of different things that we looked at, and uh, as I mentioned, it was involvement in private issues, it was what was the most fraudulent and what was the most serious that could really protect the rights of everybody, and then also it was uh, the state government fiscal piece of it as well. Well, and the issues you mentioned um, really do coincide with a lot of the calls we get at CAI from homeowners. Uh, and sometimes board members regarding ballots and ballot counting, proxy voting. Um, so I'm not surprised to hear that those are also issues that you're hearing about. In addition to the ability to have certain complaints investigated by the Attorney General's office, the legislation puts a very strong emphasis on alternative dispute resolution. You mentioned this uh, mediation, uh, and in fact requires a complaint to go through a community association's alternate dispute resolution procedures first before it can be referred to the Attorney General. Why did you include that in the legislation? Well, the uh, ADR, alternative dispute resolution, is a prime piece of this because, again, it goes back to try to work things out and communicate. It really pushed the issues of figuring this out and working through the board members and bringing communities together. So. It, the legislation really encourages the communities to establish an ADR system if they don't already have one. Now, I think one of the prime pieces for communities to understand is it does not give a requirement of what that ADR is or what, you know, your ADR could be very different than another community. It could be much more thorough. It could be lighter, but um, I think that's where CAI actually becomes very helpful and a resource because it really benefits the community to have an extremely thorough ADR process because when people feel that they have been listened to and they feel like they have gone through a process that's fair and that it's worked, um, more likely you're able to work something out or the, the resident, or the, they understand better of the situation of where it is. So if communities put together an ADR that's just, you know, a checkbox kind of ADR, uh, it's really not to their benefit. They really uh, need to create something that would help work things out, and it would hopefully prevent it from going further to, um, a, you know, another mediation to the Attorney General's office. So you consider it wise, then, obviously, for all community associations to institute some sort of alternative dispute resolution, uh, resolution process if one doesn't exist already in their community. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it first of all, is just, uh, it's good business and uh, it's good common sense. And, it, it, and unfortunately, I think it will help establish some of the basis and the foundations for board members and, and uh, communities to be the best they can be. And uh, you always have to remember what it's like to be on the other side of an issue and ADRs help with that. Well, from our point of view, we th I think it also uh, helps to ensure that the community doesn't split apart when there's a dispute, because that can happen. Absolutely. Someone files a lawsuit, and then you never know where that's going to end up. So ADR is certainly something CAI has discussed uh, quite a bit. 
Um, what's been the reaction from constituents now that House Bill 595 is law? The reaction in the district that I represent is is very, very positive. I think people feel very good about it, whether they are residents or they are board members. And I think the piece of it is that it's really making as a full community association, regardless of your, your uh, position in that community, it's making everyone stop and think about things, think about how they're doing business, think about how they're reacting, think about uh, the procedures and you know how to have things work together. So I think it focuses everyone in and um, the ability to understand maybe how this will work if it has to go through you know, the Attorney General's office to be looked at and to be recommended on really how it should be uh, fixed. But um, I think it's a very, very positive move to help the community associations get stronger and really be the best they can be. So your district here uh, in the Poconos, where we are recording this today, uh, contains a very high concentration of community associations. Something like 85% of your constituents live in planned communities or condos. You've created an HOA task force. Can you tell us what the task force hopes to accomplish? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great task force. It's a homeowners association task force. And what we're trying to do is while we've you know, drafted this legislation and now into law is Act 17, all through the whole process with uh, the Attorney General's office, with CAI, as you know, Tony, and, and, and going as a legislator through all of this, you understand the commitment and the difficulty of being a board member and the volunteer piece of it, you know, 100% volunteer, how difficult it is, you know, you'll never be liked for everything that you try to do or propose as a board member, um, and you live in this community with the people, so, you know, you're, these board members are stepping out, but a lot of right now of what we're doing with this task force is trying to look at ways to help these board members who usually have other jobs who are maybe commuting or you know they have families and and they're really pulled for time and we're trying to help uh, actually even with CAI's assistance in many ways uh, with speakers is, is get them to um, understand different issues and give them some education that might help them do their job even stronger and better and so we're focusing on the next seminar that we're having is on dues and collections, which seem to rank as one of the highest issues for our communities locally, and um, trying to give them some tools and maybe what some other you know communities are doing. And the other piece that we're looking at is anything and everything that affects a private community living, and if there's even sharing among uh, meetings of different board members or residents and things that one community is doing well and maybe we should do it that way and and learning to share within the region um, and again to, to bring up the overall living within the communities. Well those are great resources and as you know that's what CAI does too. Um, we are education and uh, we have often had comments from homeowners and board members who attend our programs uh, that they'll be sitting at a table at a lunch or a dinner and just talking with others who've been through the same situation and they get uh, very valuable information from that, from someone who's been through the experience before. So um, I wish a great success with the HOA task force, and of course, any way we can help, let us know. Um, and thank you, of course, for spending this time with me and explaining the provisions of Act 17 
of 2018 for our listeners. We've been talking with State Representative Rosemary Brown from Monroe and Pike Counties on the topic of legislation that was recently enacted in Pennsylvania concerning alternative dispute resolution and the assignment of certain types of complaints within community associations to the Attorney General's Office for investigation. If you're looking for more information on legislation impacting community associations in Pennsylvania or for resources regarding the management or governance of your condominium, cooperative, or homeowners association, please contact CAI or visit our website at www.cai-pa.delval.org. Thank you for listening.